In today's episode, episode 11, we sat down with two incredible ladies, our CEO, Linda Kelly, and Kelly Graham, a registered social worker who has been with Kelly Mental Health for some time now. We discussed unhealthy coping skills, how they can and are affecting our day-to-day lives, and how we can be replacing them with healthier skills. So please sit back, relax, and have a listen. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Kelly Mental Health Podcast. Uh, today, we have the wonderful Linda Kelly, who is our CEO, and a million other titles, <laughs> but everyone knows her. And uh, Kelly is not Linda Kelly. She is Kelly Graham, <laughs> and she is a registered social worker, been with Kelly Mental Health for quite some time. And I'm Cassandra, as per usual, and we are getting into the topic of unhealthy coping skills. So we mm-hmm. kind of had a conversation prior to getting onto this podcast today about some unhealthy coping skills that we're all kind of going through um, at this point in time. So Kelly, maybe you want to start us off and just explain what some unhealthy coping skills are. Yeah. So we've all heard about, you know, self-care, take care of yourself. You want to fill your cup so you aren't completely drained. Unhealthy coping skills are things that don't replenish you. They're things that aren't healthy. So it can be excessive drug use, drinking, unhealthy eating, um, different things like that. They don't fill you and make you kind of feel energetic or whole again. They kind of just pacify you in the meantime. So obviously with the fear of the second wave kind of coming, um, have you both kind of noticed in your sessions right now of therapy, have people been turning to coping or unhealthy coping skills recently? I wouldn't say recently, but generally I see a lot of people that do actually have a lot of unhealthy coping skills. Mm -hmm. Um, I know, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, a lot more people turned to alcohol because they were just kind of home and not really doing much. So why not have a drink or two? And a lot of people, the drinking kind of got a little bit out of hand, I found. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I think the, I mean, I've even driven past like the LCBO or like the beer store and like the lines are just enormous. Um, Exactly. And that's one thing that didn't close, right? That's something people actually had access to still. Mm-hmm. I think too, at that point in time, I remember us doing a podcast, actually, we were talking about um, a lot of people were angered that the LCBOs and um, the beer stores weren't closing, but the gyms were. And I think it, we kind of discussed it, you know, discussing that closing them could actually be detrimental to, you know, an addict's life. Um, and yeah. could they could end up in the hospital, which numbers could be like, you know, climbing, the bed numbers would go up, all that kind of stuff. So we did discuss that actually a few episodes back. It feels like a year ago, but it wasn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good that I think that information was made available because there was a lot of misunderstandings. Like, you know, obviously, if anyone's watched The Social Dilemma, we probably are all aware of some of the misinformation that's Mm -hmm. flying around social media and just how the more often you actually involve yourself in it, the more often you actually stop and read the information, the more stuff like that you're going to see the stuff that makes you outraged. And, you know, oh, these, you know, like people are just doing this to themselves, like a lot of just anger and hatred towards uh, perceived addicts or people that you know, are causing more problems or perhaps don't mm-hmm. deserve help. Yeah, we kind of call, I, I call mm-hmm. them the famous uh, keyboard terrorists. 
there was a lot of them mm. kind of swarming. <laughs> there still is in this world, but, um, and this is not an ad, that social dilemma is, uh, Linda actually made the recommendation uh, to watch it, and I did, and I literally have my notifications turned off on my phone now because of it. <laughs> um, yeah. It's actually really good, so if anyone gets a chance, you should definitely watch it, so. Um, just to understand a little bit more about how it yeah, works. Yeah, anyway. it was fascinating <laughs> for myself. Like that is a huge part of my job. Obviously, that is my job, and so to learn about that, I thought that was really interesting. So um, definitely, definitely cool mm-hmm. to learn about. Um, you you asked about the coping skills, and I just wanted to pop in there. Actually, one of the things I noticed, which was I didn't expect this at all, was that it was more the shutdown and the downtime that negatively affected people rather than the fear of, you know, getting COVID or what happens after this. It was like people were so busy all the time that when everything shut down, that's when they started to hit their crisis. Like, you know, where, where is my personal value if I'm not producing, if I'm not achieving, if I'm not constantly moving forward. And uh, I I would say there's probably a good third of my caseload right now is people that are going through that. Yeah, you make a really good point, Linda. Um, That's something that I even mentioned before we got on here is, you know, working from home at the very beginning, I was very excited for it. And I still obviously enjoy it. But with that being said, it's kind of turning more um, onto like an isolation factor for myself. So during the week, I'm so embedded in social media and designing and all that kind of stuff, my research. And then obviously we have a group chat through our, our work. Um, so I get to still, you know, communicate with everyone, but it's really hard. You tend to, you know, kind of just start turning away a little bit. So I've definitely made myself aware of that. Um, and I really feel like I'm grasping at straws for like, for, for like the weekend and for making sure I do something on the weekend, um, you know, just because I'm also I'm almost like craving that conversation and like that social impact almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even found, you know, it's fun working at home for the first little bit, but then after a while, not even just having that routine. You know, mm-hmm. unless I was having video sessions, I didn't have to do my hair and look nice. <laughs> and even yeah. video sessions, I could still be in pajama pants because you only saw the waist up. <laughs> it's so true. We hate oh, pants. Legs, legs, we hate legs, pants. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that you know, what? I have tight and loose leggings. <laughs> you you make a really good point, Kelly. Um, and that's something that I've also noticed. I do not care about getting ready I literally put pants on one time last week I'm not kidding once <laughs> <laughs> I avoided it at all costs because there's no one seeing me I was in my bathroom for like four days and I didn't even care um and that's another thing so it's really difficult when you know I still obviously you know I'm taking care of myself in a sense but I've noticed that like a pretty big change um and just even feeling good right like I remember us talking on a podcast um, back in the day, we were discussing about, you know, how sticking to that routine and like putting your makeup on sometimes or whatever the case may be to make yourself feel better. I don't remember the last time I've done that. It's been a minute. So it's really difficult to kind of fall into like a slump almost like I like to call it. Mm-hmm. And then it's hard to convince yourself to do those things if nobody is going to see you, if nothing's yeah. going to change. So with that being said, so what would you, uh, you recommend? So if someone is kind of feeling like, you know, they're going through this, I'm going to still call it a slump, um, and they're feeling a little bit isolated and, you know, they're just kind of feeling not themselves, almost like they, 
are worried that they're going into depression, what would you recommend for people to be doing if they're starting to recognize these, these signs? Well, one of the main things I think is trying to reach out and trying to have those connections, whether it just be talking on the phone or meeting up with somebody, trying to reach out and be social, especially now where we can. I mean, the social gathering restrictions have been limited, but you're still able to see people right now, which is Mm -hmm. good. And, you know, just talking to somebody else, having somebody else see you is really makes a huge difference. And especially if, you know, you're living alone and all you see is, you know, your cat or your dog that day. <laughs> I mean, they love you, but they don't want to <laughs> Yeah, there's no way in heck I'm putting on pants for my cat. They do not deserve that. <laughs> and another important thing, I think, is trying to find routine, you know, trying to make sure that you don't fall into the, well, I'm just going to stay up till 5 a.m. and sleep till 2 p.m. because who cares? It doesn't matter. But still trying to find a somewhat routine throughout your day, you know, making sure you're trying to wake up around the same time every day, make sure you are showering, make sure you are eating, just doing even just the little basic things that make up a routine can help you feel a lot better and a lot less like your life's become a slump. Mm -hmm. I think you make a good point with that. Because again, we, we talked about that at the very beginning, right? I feel like we're kind of touching a lot on certain, you know, subjects that we discussed at the very beginning when this first took place. Um, Obviously, we've all been going through this pandemic for a while now, but we're kind of revisiting it with now the potential second wave. Well, I guess not potential, the the second wave that is being, you know, or or the thing that is happening right now with all of us. So it's definitely a good reminder to to toss out there and say like the routine, because I don't have one anymore. I wake up early (laughs) and I go to work without pants on at my computer. (laughs) So, but you know, and I think that would really be beneficial though, like kind of pushing yourself and like, and having that visual communication with people to make yourself feel a little bit better, right? Like making sure that you're not dropping off like the face of the earth and, you know, isolating yourself and cause you can fall into some dark times and I, and I can definitely recognize that right now. So Um, Mm -hmm. you mentioned about, uh, stress eating and eating maybe unhealthy things so let's talk about that <laughs> Linda <No! laughs> I always enjoy doing this to, to you just because um, have you been going through this or do you know anyone who is turning to food right now um, during the second wave and the stress. You know, food never lets you down. It's never going to give you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So food is just there. And I was talking mm-hmm. about how um, I was recently introduced to a certain meal delivery service um, <laughs> where you can click, click, click your phone and food shows up at your door and you don't even have to see anyone. There's just like yeah. not even a knock. Sometimes it's just like a little ding on your phone. Oh, my door. So mm-hmm. that um, great. Uh, but see, the problem too, is that there's, I, I think sometimes we just feel like we got to treat ourselves and we got to just, you know, we crave the stuff that we know isn't very good for us. I mean, one of them, one reason, of course, because it is addictive, these kinds of foods, but, um, just cause there, it, sometimes it feels like there's nothing else. And especially mm-hmm. with the weather changing, um, one of the things I have found personally is that. I can't tell you how many episodes of The Office I watched yesterday. I I have no idea even what season I was watching, but I'm pretty certain Netflix asked me if I was still watching about four times. 
Oh, yeah. So I did that with Shits Creek. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is apparently really good. They just won a bunch of awards. Oh, it's, yeah, they did great. You know what? Get through the first season. Everyone needs to push. No, no, okay. Trust me, it's dry, but it's so good. And plus, it's Canadian. I think that that's really cool, too. That's a whole different podcast, Uh, anyways. No, but see, when I'm comfort seeking, I've watched the entire The Office episode, like the entire series. I've probably watched all nine seasons uh, 10 times plus. Because I can't commit to any new characters. I can't like mm-hmm. allow any new stories in my life if I'm not fully paying attention. And right now I'm not fully paying attention. I want background noise that I where I know all the jokes, where I know the characters. I yeah. want scrolling where you know my my mind is occupied, but it's not I, I still at the end of the day don't even know what I've been watching. And at the end of the day, I couldn't tell you not one day over the past probably two months, I couldn't tell you everything that I've eaten. I can't tell you if I've overeaten or undereaten because I just, it might, I'm not present. So do you think, so why do you think you're not present through it though? Can I ask you that? Like, like what's causing you to do that? Cause I, everything that you're talking about, I, I've, I've mm-hmm. been doing as well. So what is making our, our minds right now just be completely, I, I don't want to sound, make it sound bad, but saying that like, we're kind of mindless in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're just I'm the same way. I've been scrolling. I watched six seasons of Shit's Creek in three days. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's the farthest I'm gonna go with this. And so, you know what I mean? And I, I like the series, don't get me wrong, but with that being said, it was the same thing. It was just a mindless and I, I was on my phone like as like as well. Like mm-hmm. so what's going on with that? Do you like do you have any kind of intent? <laughs> well, you know, I think I think the thing is that we look for comfort and that's easy, right? Though it's an easy form of comfort. Um, scrolling on the phone is an easy form of comfort because it's all sort of within our control. The scrolling, it's like, oh, I could stop anytime or I could shut mm-hmm. this off anytime. But it's like um, when the world is really chaotic, I think we all crave some escapism. And uh, I, I noticed yeah. this even, I think I've mentioned before where, um, say like when wars were starting to peak, when, you know, the economy was crashing, uh, some of the music that was being put out by the biggest stars were based around circus and um, fantasy. And they were very popular. They weren't, it's like when the world is a little bit more peaceful, or at least what's going on at home is more within your control. It's like we can handle um, media that sort of shows us the real nitty gritty because not everything is threatened. And right now I I feel like too many people are feeling like everything is threatened. And so we need to escape a little bit. We need a little bit of fantasy and um, just times where we can just unplug. This is not my problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely, I've definitely been turning to that. I remember I was sitting there. I ordered food yesterday Mm -hmm. from one of these great apps you discussed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I, but I remember that the times and it feels like forever ago, but I remember when I wanted to feel good before I'd go to like one of my favorite stores in our mall and purchase like, you know, a nice shirt for, for work or for going out. And now I've my like, you know, self care and how I want to feel better is food. I've turned completely to food and like, that's just kind of where I'm at. I sometimes I, I'm not even realizing that like I'm doing it. And then I'm like, Oh, like I shouldn't, but then I should. And so it's like, I am having like a, a battle with myself, mm-hmm. you know, and then I, and it's funny because when I go to hit the button, I like hit the button and I throw my phone because I just feel that guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's definitely a weird time even for myself. Like I, I used to depend, 
like I had a lot of, um, you know, weight issues when I was younger. And um, recently, I feel like they're coming back up again. And that's just, it's very difficult for me, because I haven't, I never, like, I, I kind of got off that phase. And I kind of worked through my own kind of things, right. So, and I've also noticed that I haven't been journaling as much lately, because I don't have the, I don't have the attention span, it feels like to write my, my, my stuff out. So I'm just kind of masking it with food, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the worst things that you can do, right? So, and obviously, I'm not alone, which makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously, you guys are still seeing, like, you guys are seeing that. And you guys obviously still do see that, not just because of the pandemic, but you do see that, you know, maybe a little bit heightened right now due to the, the COVID-19, right? And so, even yeah. just changing of seasons. I mean, we're heading into Mm-hmm. The daylight's lessening. It's becoming cooler. So we're more tired, you know? I don't want to go home mm-hmm. and make a dinner that's going to take two hours before I can eat it when it's easier to just mm-hmm. hit a button and have something delivered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You make a really good point. I have someone right now in my life. Um, he actually just recently, he lost his mom last week um, due to cancer, unfortunately. And he messaged me and said, you know, he's really struggling with depression. And I said, well, why do you think it's depression? Like, I think a lot of people, even for myself, when I'm having, you know, like a difficult day and my mind instantly goes to, am I depressed? But I think there's a lot of factors that go into this, like, which we've also discussed, you know, grief and then exactly what you said, like the weather and the season changing. Um, I've also been told about, you know, seasonal effectiveness disorder. Is that it? Seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So there's tons of things that are happening right now. And I think, I think a lot of people are jumping to, oh, I think I'm depressed. Um, when I, I, I don't know if that's exactly it. I think people are allowed to have, you know, sad days and feel kind of gloomy. We were talking about cuddling up with our fur babies with a cozy blanket and drinking tea, you know, on gloomy days, which is what I kind of want to do right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, Everybody um, at some point in their life is going to have depressive symptoms, but that doesn't mean that mm-hmm. it's depression. You know, depression is something yes. that's longer lasting, that you try and change it. It's not changing. It's not going away easily. If you have kind of one day or even a week of these symptoms, it's not necessarily you have depression, which I think a lot of people kind of get mixed up a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's difficult too with, with this person specifically, right? Because I think a lot of us, not just him, but like a lot of us, we our, our lives are so busy. And exactly what you said, Linda, like the pandemic has really slowed things down and made us a lot more aware of you know, what's happening around us, what's kind of going on, we're, we're recognizing our emotions mm-hmm. more as well. Um, and so I think it's really difficult for someone to be at such like running at a high pace, um, you know, for the last few months. And then all of a sudden, like his biggest thing is he keeps saying he's exhausted. And he's someone who goes to the gym. And you know, he's he's just a very active person. So he's like internally struggling. So I also think that's kind of happening with a lot of people right now as well. I think a lot of people are just tired. Um, and that's obviously, uh, like you guys kind of mentioned, it's a normal symptom it right is. now, especially with the, like, the weather change. It is. And it's really important. I've always sort of preached this throughout my life, even before I became a therapist, because I've told you before that there were, I, I had friends that used to say, oh, you're like bipolar. And I'd be like, no, actually, I'm sad because something sad happened. You know, when mm-hmm. you're sad, sometimes the best thing that you can do is just embrace that. Sometimes we need that cuddle mm-hmm. on the couch. We, you know, and don't split yourself between, 
you know, feeling uh, guilty for doing it while doing it, because then, you know, you're going to continue to use up your energy with this guilt rather than just like full on indulge and get it out of your system and then be able to wake up and face the day. It's just like Mm -hmm. insomnia. Sometimes we have insomnia. Well, if you get up and do something, leave your bed for a little while, perhaps you may be able to go back to bed. But if your body doesn't need it, don't fight it, you know? Yeah. If you're tired, you're tired. Mm-hmm. Take some time, you know, and if you're not, then get out and do something. Yeah. I even I had like to that, do that actually. last week. I was going through a lot. My uh, dog had a seizure one night, so we ended up having to rush him to the vet in the middle of the night. So that took a few hours. And then by the time we were home and he started kind of calming down, I slept on the couch with him. But of course, anytime he twitches because he's sleeping, I'm going, oh, God, is he seizing again? Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't really sleep that night and so the next day and throughout that whole week I was still just exhausted from that and I've been working out fairly frequently this whole year and I couldn't last week I, you know it took everything in me and I just had to try and forgive myself and say you know what it's okay to take a week off and I can still get yeah. back into it you know this doesn't mean I'm done working out forever And Saturday night after, you know, sleeping and taking care of myself, I was able to work out again and actually enjoy it. Because I found last week, every time I thought about it, it was just such a chore. It was something I didn't want to do at all. And it was just something that was going to drain me even more. So I was able to let myself have that permission to rest, which really helped. Yeah, I definitely think you make a really good point, Kelly, like stating, you know, if you're tired just rest like your body's telling you it for a reason right and I think you know with everything we're just so busy and even though the pandemic is going on but you know the kids are back to school and you have to go and do errands and excuse me and go and get you know groceries and you're making lunches and so there's just a million things that are still happening in our day-to-day lives right Um, obviously you know with your relationships and your partners and all that kind of stuff too so but if your body's telling you something, it's generally telling you it for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. So- Especially right now with cold and flu season coming up, right? If you're tired, yes. your yes. body could be fighting something off. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your coworkers do so- not appreciate you coming into work and popping <laughs> it out and, and spreading your, you know, snots everywhere. And <laughs> please behave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that you know what you make a good you you do make a good point you know if you are feeling sick make sure everyone's staying home and uh you know it's obviously difficult because that's a whole different other podcast you know going through potential cold and flu symptoms and thinking that you have covid and people if you have a sniffle i have i have allergies and I ran out my allergy pills, like, like uh, I think it was yesterday. And all day today, I'm like nasally and I'm stuffy because I'm deathly allergic to animals and I own two. So I was getting looks when I stopped at like the store and I was like, oh my gosh, like it's happening again. <laughs> so and especially actually, if you have kids right now. I think this so. might actually help. With, you know, a lot of people are encouraging, hey, if you think you're sick, stay home. Whereas before mm-hmm. the culture was more, hey, you're sick, but you're not quite dying. Can you still come in? People were really mm-hmm. pushing that off. I know me, every time I have to phone in sick, I feel so guilty. Like, it's so hard for me to even mm-hmm. take care of myself that day because I just feel guilty. And I'm like, well, maybe I could have gone in. I'm not sure. And I don't let myself just take that time to rest and recover. So maybe 
culture is kind of changing. So people actually have that time to do that now. Perhaps, you know, I had, I had a question about this on a forum recently, you know, if you're a therapist, how do you, what do you do? Do you call in sick for work? And anyway, I actually used a couple of examples of things that we've been through. And I said, there's one person at our office who shall remain nameless, who is so awesome about calling in sick because this person will actually look at her schedule for the day and make recommendations. This is when I can see this person. This is when, you know, say this person doesn't need to be seen for two weeks or maybe I'll check in online. You know, you really do uh, show that you care about the job itself. Whereas, you know, calling in sick can also be done in a way that, you know, can actually erode trust among the team. So I think that, like you said, Cassandra, that could be a completely different podcast about, you know, the ethics or perhaps the, you know, bad feelings about taking time off work during COVID. But love that, you know, Kelly, yes, the the guilt, guilt. but, you know, Kelly's one of these people that Mm -hmm. sets a really good example about being able to do this as, you know, sort of as ethically as possible while maintaining trust among the team. It's definitely, I'm sure, very beneficial mm-hmm. <laughs> during these difficult times, right? So, um, so obviously, we've kind of discussed a few things about unhealthy coping skills, um, how to kind of, I don't want to say, well, I guess I will say it. So, like, bettering ourselves during these difficult times. Um, we've kind of discussed stress eating and, you know, just basically all around taking care of yourself and to listen to your body and your emotions and what's kind of happening, right? So, um, Linda, is there, and, and Kelly too, is, do you guys have any final thoughts and, like, what we can kind of recommend to anyone else that hasn't been said? I want to know, I want people to know that it's okay to indulge in unhealthy eating. You know, it's just making sure it's not an everyday thing. You know, keeping track of how often you're kind of giving into these urges because everything in moderation is fine. We're all going to have that one day where we're like, I don't want to make dinner. I'm getting takeout. And that's okay. You don't have to feel guilty about that. But it's trying to make sure that you turn towards something more healthy instead of going to that particular app for the 10th day in a row. I would probably leave a final thought along the lines of, again, realizing the difference between an unhealthy and a healthy coping skill is that the unhealthy coping skill leaves you either the same or worse off than you were before you started. So it's important to, yes, I mean, there's nothing wrong with using them from time to time. But if that's your only arsenal of coping skills is is a bunch of things that leave you worse off, you know, you're headed for disaster. So it's really important to know the difference. Uh, Notice how you feel or who you're with when you feel at your best. Notice uh, what it is that you're doing when you feel recharged. And that should be part of your positive coping skills. Hopefully, if you have enough of those, you can leave some of the negative ones behind. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, ladies, so much. I really appreciate it. I hope that, uh, obviously, we've talked quite a bit today, um, so I hope this helps. Um, As per usual, you guys, you can contact us if you do need a little bit more of a further conversation. We have therapists that are available through every kind of channel possible right now. You can contact us. um, You can call us right directly to our office. Um, You can visit our website at www.kellymentalhealth.com. We are available for online and phone sessions. You don't even have to put pants on. So, (laughs) um, but if you do, I mean, that's great. We also are available for in-person as well. So um, that's only if you guys need a little extra talk. So, 
But uh, again, thank you so much for joining us and we will talk to you guys again soon. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Kelly, for taking the time out of your extremely busy schedules to do this and push out this amazing uh, educational information. Thanks.